Hello, and welcome to Joyful Heart, a podcast for Christian women who are trying to balance a relationship with God, as well as school, work, and other things life likes to throw our way. In these episodes, religious topics such as growing closer to God, maturing in our faith, as well as general ones like college difficulties and navigating new experiences in life will be covered. And with that, let's get into this week's episode. Hey guys, in this week's episode, we'll be covering some worldly things that we as Christians need to be aware of. It can be hard to discern what is good versus what is evil if we don't turn to scripture. God blesses us with the gift of discernment. The ability to discern is, according to its definition, the process of determining God's desire in a situation or one's life or identifying the true nature of a thing, such as discerning whether a thing is good evil, or may even transcend the limiting notion of duality. Being in the word will help us to determine whether something will help us or hinder us. Often the devil will send things or people into our life. At first, these people or things will seem harmless and fun, but if we compare it against scripture, it goes against God's word. Now, this isn't to say that these people are necessarily evil and always want to harm us. But we have to check ourselves before entering new relationships and friendships. If we aren't right with God or if God isn't at the center of the relationship, we may be bringing more harm into that person's life or that person may bring harm into our life. I think it's important to have discernment now more than ever as the devil likes to disguise his evil as good and innocent. So in this podcast, I will cover things that we as believers should stay away from and do more research before taking part in this because it is harmful. All I'm going to say is coming straight from scripture. God is very clear in his instructions for our lives and for what is wrong. Neglecting or ignoring his word leads us to consequences and taking part in harmful behaviors or facing the consequences of our sins. The things we as believers are to stay away from are horoscopes, astrology, tarot cards, mediums, Ouija boards, fortune tellers, and law of attraction, as well as manifestation. At first, horoscopes, astrology, tarot cards, mediums, fortune tellers, and Ouija boards may seem harmless. Most are displayed in society and entertainment as being something fun to do or something interesting to engage with from time to time. I've never consulted tarot cards, mediums, fortune tellers, or Ouija boards, but I did, for a portion of my life, believe in astrology and horoscopes. I had this astrology app, and I followed many accounts that were about horoscopes, especially the meme ones, because I thought it was really funny and it seemed really harmless to take part in. However, I'm going to read a few verses that directly address each of these aspects. So I'm going to start with Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 14. When you enter the land which the Lord your God gives you, you shall not learn to imitate the detestable things of these nations. There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire, one who uses deviation, one who practices witchcraft, or one who interprets almonds or a sorcerer, or one who casts a spell or a medium or a spirit or one who calls up the dead. Whoever does these things is detestable to the Lord, and because of these detestable things, the Lord your God will drive them out before you. 
you shall be blameless before the Lord your God. For those nations which you shall dispossess, listen to those who practice witchcraft and to diviners. But as for you, the Lord your God has not allowed you to do so. And now moving on to 1 John 4, verse 1. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. In 1 Chronicles 10, 13-14, it states, So Saul died for his trespasses, which he committed against the Lord, because of the word of the Lord, which he did not keep, and also because he asked counsel of a medium, making an inquiry of it. And he did not inquire of the Lord. Therefore, he killed him and turned the kingdom to David, the son of Jesse. And the last verse of this section comes from 2 Corinthians 11, verses 14 through 15. No wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Therefore, it is not surprising if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness, whose end will be according to their deeds. I feel like, honestly, there's no need for me to make any comments because God is very clear on this topic. As believers, we are not to consult or believe in astrology, those who predict the future, mediums. We are not to consult these people. We are to stay far away from them because not every spirit is a spirit from God. Not every spirit is good. Not every spirit has pure intentions. You know, the enemy will do anything to throw us off. He will use any method. Nothing is off limits to him because he is evil, because he is of darkness, you know. So we really have to be on guard what we see as harmless because to him, this is not a game. He will do anything. He sees this as his life mission to pull you away from God. So it's not a game to him. As stated, the enemy, you know, he likes to disguise himself as light and good to trick people, especially believers, as I've stated. Um, we need to be careful who we consult and who we believe in and who we allow into our lives and more importantly, into our souls and what we allow to live in our minds. You know, just as it was easy for the enemy to disguise himself as good and corrupt Adam and Eve, it's often even easier for him in these times that we live in and the world that we live in. You know, you have to ask yourself, why as believers will we consult creation and not the creator? Why would you go to something that was created and not go to the one that created everything that we know and don't know? Are kind of questioning God's authority if we go to the things that are below him, the things that he created when we need to go straight to the source, straight to the creator, straight to the one who created everything that we see and know. We need to go to God for advice, for what to do, and in times of trouble. He is the one we should depend on and lean on, not other humans, not other things or materialistic items. Go straight to the source. Go straight to the one who loves you enough to send his son to die for you. Go to him. He wants to hear from you. He wants to speak with you, and he wants to help you. I didn't realize how hurtful and harmful my belief in astrology was with my walk with Christ. Now, I can't make general blanket statements, but for me and my experience, I allowed my negative traits to be excused. So my sign, my star sign or whatever is cancer, and the negative traits associated with cancer are being overly sentimental, holding grudges, being moody, and being very possessive over things and people. 
These are all scents that I excuse because I was like, well, that's my sign. Again, I want to reiterate, this is from my experience. This is how I thought. And this is from my perspective, you know, these traits aren't anything to be proud of. And they held me back from allowing Christ to fully sanctify me and make me new. They held me back from being set apart because if I'm taking part in worldly things, how, you know, you can't serve two masters. You can't serve both. You have to give up one. You know, you can't be taking part in worldly things and then claiming to live fully for Jesus. Jesus wants your full heart, not half of it. And, you know, even though I thought it was a joke, I was low-key kind of obsessed with it and allowed it to dictate my life and who I led in my life and who I was friends with because I was like, oh, well, you know, our signs clash when it's like that that shouldn't keep me from speaking to people or being friends with people. And many people today believe that manifestation and prayer are the same thing. But it's important to bring up these terms and compare them to scripture. So I went and looked up the definitions of a few terms. So manifestation is a process of bringing something tangible into your life through attraction and belief. Essentially, what you think becomes your reality. The law of attraction, which is also very popular nowadays, is the belief that the positive or negative thoughts bring positive and negative events into a person's life. And at first glance, many believers may say, well, this sounds like prayer and it seems good. You know, God does say there is power in the tongue. And there are many verses that say, you know, we ask, we shall receive. I have also seen websites that try to use verses like Matthew 21, 22, and all things you ask of prayer, believing you receive, as well as Matthew 7, 7, which states, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open for you. But just as people like to tell Christians that they cherry pick the Bible too much, which I agree we are not to judge others because who am I to judge you when I've got all the things I'm dealing with? But this is another example of people cherry picking from the Bible to fit their agendas and to fit their mindsets. When Jesus says, ask and you will receive, he is not saying, I am your genie. I'm going to do whatever you want because whose agenda does that fit? Does that fit God's purpose and plans for us? No, because the things we want are selfish. The things we want are self-serving. The things we want make us happy and do things for us. But God's whole purpose is we are to serve him and to do things for his kingdom, for his people. God always tells us to not be selfish. So why would God support something that allows us to be selfish and allows us to get what we want? That just... Like you have to remember that God is sovereign and in control and we are here for him. He is not here for us. He is not here to serve us or give us everything that we want because you really have to look into what you want because at the end of the day, as humans, the things we want are selfish. They are sinful. They are evil in nature. Why would God want us to ask for money if that was going to serve as with greedy motivation and that was going to fulfill greed why would he give us something that's going to lead us back to sin everything that comes from god is pure and good he is not here to serve us you know as a genie 
Anything that makes you in control of your life and empower is against God. Yes, we are to believe that if we ask of something in good faith, from a good heart, from a clear conscious mind, God will provide it. You know, the context in this situation is having faith and believing and trusting in God, trusting that he will provide you the things you need and the desires of your heart, but not provide you with sinful things. Why would God bring more sin into your life? But the key word is that God provides and allows it, not on our own strength. And it's important to remember that not all answered prayers come from God. The enemy is more than aware of what we ask for. You know, he is unfortunately amongst us and he will send things into our life to deceive us and knock us off guard. Because sometimes, more than often, when God says no, the enemy tries to throw in a fake yes and a fake, oh, here you go. And you have to realize that when the enemy brings things into our life, it's not to help us. It's to hinder us. It's to hurt us. And it's to push us away from God and act as a barrier between us and God. You know, these things put us in control of our life, of changing our life. And in reality, they try to put us equal to God. When we manifest and bring something into our life, we often say, well, I did that. I brought this into existence or I made this possible. So in this instance, all the glory goes to you and not to God. And as believers, that is a very dangerous road to be going down, to try to make yourself equal to God, to try to make yourself more powerful for sinful things. You know, as Christians, we should live to glorify God and God only. Be mindful of who you are giving credit to. You know, you have to be mindful of the things that are happening around you because not all good things end good. Not all good things that look good are, in fact, very harmful. Deceitfulness in the world, there's a lot of false prophets, there's a lot of false messages, false ideologies, and we have to be aware of this, especially as Christians, you know. Um, Prayer is not manifestation. Manifestation is saying, I'm going to be blank. I'm going to have this in my bank account. I'm going to attract blank. You know, law of attraction is if I think positive, positive things will come into our life. But how often have we been thinking positive, been thinking happy, and then something negative happens? You know, we're not in control as the enemy wants us to think we are in control. Manifestation in my eyes and from my perspective is listing demands and believing that they will come true. However, prayer is communication and asking not demanding things or assuming that everything will work out in your favor if you are living apart from God. Look into what you're manifesting and wanting. Does it put God in first others? Is it going to give God glory? Is it going to bring people to know Jesus? Is it going to make disciples in Jesus' name around the nations? Or is it going to serve you? Is it going to give you what you want? Is it going to pull you away from God? Is it going to make your priorities all jumble? If it's all about you, then it's not biblical. So now I'm going to read a few verses that kind of sum up what Jesus said about prayer and to show the distinctions between prayer and manifesting. So in John 15, 7, it states, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. And the next verse comes from 1 John 3, 22, which states, 
and whatever we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do the things that are pleasing in his sight. Then we have Psalms 37 verses 4 through 5, which say, Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he will do it. So essentially what I'm trying to get at in these verses is, yes, it says if you ask, you will receive, but you have to commit to the Lord. You have to lean on the Lord's understanding. You have to keep his commandments in your heart. You have to be trusting to God, obeying God, and then he will give you the desires of your heart. But the key word to know is that your desires will change when we have the Holy Spirit. When you have Jesus in your heart, the things you ask for will be different from when you didn't have them in your heart. When you don't have them, you'll ask for selfish things. You'll ask to be given money. You'll think you're in control. But when you come closer to God, you will change. What you want will be more selfless. It will be more kind. It will be more caring. It will be more loving. And you will imitate Christ. And when you imitate Christ, you don't put yourself first. You don't ask for selfish things. You don't ask for sinful things. You don't ask for things that will pull you away from Christ. You'll realize the temptations of this world that say you can control your life. You can do whatever you want. But you will see that that is the enemy giving his empty promises. The world offers empty promises, but the promises Jesus offers us are everlasting. They're never ending, never changing. They are full promises. They are better God doesn't want you to settle for less. He doesn't want you to settle to think that you can control your life because as much as you think that, you're not. If God is not in control, then it's the enemy and the enemy doesn't want anything good for you. He doesn't want you to be happy. He doesn't want you to be healthy or well and he does not care about you at all. 6.24, it states, No one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God in wealth. And the reason I bring this one up is because I feel like a lot of time manifestation and the law of attraction more than often revolves around wanting relationships, wanting money, or wanting success. And these are not necessarily bad things, you know. God didn't want us to be alone, so he created other humans, you know. We do need money to survive. I don't think money is necessarily evil, but I think if your intentions are not pure, if your intentions are for greed or to be selfish, that is evil. And success is not bad. You know, we are successful when we bring people to know Christ. We are successful when we start up a new business that will help others. But if your intentions are bad or selfish, then that is evil. You know, and you really need to look at what you're desiring and why are you desiring it. And I also wanted to read from Romans 12, 2, which states, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Again, reiterating, we are here to serve God and live out his will. We are here to submit to God's will. He is not here to submit to us. And I just want to reiterate, this is not me like condemning people, judging people, because I myself jokingly used to say, oh, I'm going to manifest this. And I, it never sat right with me, but I joked about it. I didn't understand it. You know, I took part in it. I said I was going to manifest like a Nintendo Switch, which is so stupid to say, but I did that. So you're not alone in thinking that, you know, 
But you have to be aware that the world is against God. You know, the world contradicts God's word. So be aware of any time the world tries to back up their evil with the Bible. The Bible and the world are polar opposites. So if something is sounding too similar or if it's sounding like, oh, you know, the world and the Bible are joining on this and they both agree with this, invest. Don't invest. No, I'm sorry. Don't invest into that. Research that. I'm just saying, I really insist on you guys researching before you believe in something, researching before you take part in something, even if it seems harmless, research it and compare it against the Word of God. Like, I really recommend researching it on YouTube or looking it up, you know, from other religious perspectives to see the truth because there's a lot of deception. I hope this is really helpful for you guys, and I really pray that. You'd be aware that the enemy will stop at nothing to deceive you and pull you away from him. And I really hope and pray that you would realize that there's a lot of false messages. There's a lot of false ideologies. There's a lot of false teachings and a lot of false teachers. So be on guard, you know. Anytime you're in doubt, go straight to scripture. See what the Bible says. You know, we have the privilege of having technology. You can type in, what does the Bible say about this? And thousands of verses will pop up and you can read from yourself in different translations and different sayings. You can see what other pastors have said, other Christians have said, but always go straight to the source. You know, anytime you hear what someone else says, compare it against scripture because there's a lot of false things in this world. So I hope this was helpful. I hope it was kind of eye-opening for you guys just to see the truth and just to see the reality of some of these good and harmless and innocent things. I hope this was helpful and that you guys have a great week. Well, that concludes this week's episode of Joyful Heart. Feel free to reach out with prayer requests, praise reports, requests for topics or general questions on either Instagram or the Facebook group. These can be sent to Joyful Heart. That's J-O-Y F-U-L-L-H-E-A-R-T-T on Instagram, as well as for the private Facebook group. I hope you all have a blessed day and I'll catch you next week. Bye guys.